This morning, I want to share with you some things, and again, uh, you, you, we just flow. Uh, Holy Spirit, and then, you know, from my, my, my notes are written, Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance. Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance. And what I want to do this morning is uh, to be able, uh, Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and in verse 4, from the Amplified Version, he says, And my language and my message were not set, set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved, approved by the Spirit and power of God operating on me. Listen to this. Starting up in the minds, starting up in the minds of my hearers, the most holy emotions, and thus persuading them. Starting up in the minds of my hearers. This is what I'm believing for, for to happen in this, in, this, in this message, or out of this message, is to star in the mind of every hearer the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. You being persuaded. You being stirred up in your holy emotions. The holy emotions. In John 16, 13 to 15, this has been my scripture every day. And when I say every day, that exactly, these are my scriptures concerning the Holy Spirit. However, Jesus, listen to this, Jesus just before he's crucified and of course buried and uh, uh, raised up from the dead and went to heaven, he starts talking to his disciples regarding this. And in Acts chapter chapter 1, uh, he, talk, he continues talking about them waiting for the promise of the Father. Again, remember this, we are in that season of Pentecost. That's why I encourage you also to prepare your special seed for this season. The amazing thing is this church, we don't tell you what we don't do. We tell you what we do when we see it in, from the word of God. So he tells them of concerning the Holy Spirit. And these are very important instructions that he gives and the things that he speaks. Everything he spoke was important. But think about this. He's leaving them. And he's giving them these special instructions that you need to be aware of this concerning the one who's coming. He says, when he, the spirit of truth, is called the spirit of truth. When I read that scripture and I come to that place, I say this, Father, he's the spirit of truth. And he says, you'll guide you into all truth. Help me, Lord, that I don't believe even a single lie. That I don't believe even a single lie. And if there is any lie that I have taken as the truth, I repent of it, I confess it by faith, and every plant that you, my heavenly Father, has not planted, I uproot it. I don't want to believe every, any lie. And then, that means you are a truthful person. You are a truthful person. Listen, the basic things of being led by the Holy Spirit, you, ha you must be a person of the truth. You say things that are true. When you say something, you do it. That's your passion. You give your word, you do it. Exactly what you said you're going to do. 
You have to be a person. You know, I, I just sometimes, sometimes, and many times, when I, when I hear, and you know that someone is lying and, and they are born again, they're believers, I wonder, are they really born again? Now, it's not upon me to know who really is born again. We don't have thermometers here at the door before you come in. Sure, are you born again? Oh, no. Sure, not, 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 not yet. You need, after the church, you need to pray for someone for salvation. We don't have those. Why is that so? Like, lies do not reflect God because he's the God of the truth and the devil is the father of lies. So you, have, you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. You want to walk in the Spirit. Just take that to heart. I'm going to be a person of the truth. No matter what is going to happen. You'll be led by the Holy Spirit. And God will show you his, uh, the, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. His kingdom through the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears he will speak. Listen to this. Whatever he hears he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Listen church. This is not just for preachers. This is not just for preachers. This is just for, for, every, for every believer who has the Holy Spirit in them that God says this, that Jesus said this, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He'll show you things to come. You'll be in tune with him. You'll hear him showing you, telling you concerning things that are to come. That's why I like, again, I like, my, you know, I like, I have so many books. I have us back in 1996 when I gave my life to Christ of the things that I write down when God speaks to me and shows me that I'm going to do this. I'll be doing this. And I have, I have books. And sometimes, now this is what I do, which is a good habit for you to have. When you sleep at night, remember you sleep, let's see, you know, medically the way they say, you sleep for eight hours, is that so? You all kept quiet. Do you ever sleep for eight hours? What's your problem? <laughs> but I know not many, you know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to me. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But many times, many times, I don't know if I sleep for eight hours, uh, but sometimes shorter, many times shorter than eight hours. Oh, look at this then. So in, in essence, this is a bit funny. But in essence then, if you are going to live for 90 years, let's say approximately how many years you are being sleeping? Huh? Did anyone of you go to school? Yeah. Oh, okay, how many years? 30, okay, let's, let's look at something here. Then we need to, to, to invest in good beds. That's common sense. A good mattress. You can't have a Cadillac and you're sleeping on sacks. <laughs> By the way, that's the truth. Now let me, let me be more serious about it. We need to invest in a good bed and a good mattress. Is that so? Okay, that, that was no enthusiasm. Did those people come to church, Brother Frank? Okay. Okay, now, secondly, look at this. Then if you're going to live for 30 years, or for 90 years, 
30 years of your time that you are asleep, God is still speaking to you because he never slumbers nor sleeps. Then you need to pay attention to your dreams. Because God speaks to us through dreams. And many times they're prophetic in nature. Oh, we have this concerning Joseph, uh, the, the son of Jacob. We have Joseph, the, 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 the husband of Mary. He, he has been led by, by, and many others in the scriptures. So then, what I've done over the years, when I wake up in the morning, I take some time just to keep quiet and to see if the Lord will, uh, to, to believe God if there's anything that he has spoken to me in a dream, that I can be able to write it down and then start praying and listening to him concerning his direction. That is sharpening your hearing. For the Lord will speak to you in dreams and has been speaking to you even in your dreams. Then when you are going to, go to, when you are going to bed, expect that. Ask him, Father, even as my body rests, I open my spirit to you for you to speak to me and guide me in the way that you see fit. And write those things down. Again, use your faith in the things that you have written down. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the, he, has, he will guide you through that inward witness or inner witness right within you. That's the, the primary way that I spoke actually quite a bit last year. The primary way God leads his people through his spirit. All right? So very important concerning your dreams. What about other dreams that are scary and that the ones that you felt like you were running but you were not running and the one running after you was so close that you woke up screaming, Jesus! What about those ones? Those ones you need to establish when you wake up. Who is in authority? And if such a thing happened, Father, forgive me because I'm the one in charge in the name of Jesus, not the devil. So forgive me for any door that I've opened for the devil to torment me. He has no right whatsoever to torment me. And therefore, Father, thank you for your blood. And devil, let me tell you something. I have authority in the name of Jesus. You have no authority whatsoever to try to torment me in my dream. It's the time for me to rest. Not to be chased around. Amen? So you who have been having tormenting dreams by the authority that is in the name of Jesus, I break that power of the kingdom of darkness, lose his life, lose her life, I break your power now in the name of Jesus. And Father, you said you give to your beloved sleep. And I speak for restful nights. I speak restful nights. I speak peaceful sleep. And I thank you, Father, for the voice of your spirit speaking to us even in our dreams, speaking to your people even during their dreams. And thank you, Father, 
for good beds and good mattresses. Praise God. Oh yeah, amen. I'm hearing amen, amen. Yeah, amen, amen. And Tina and I, amen. Yeah, we, we. It's, it's time to change that thing. <laughs> it's time for good orthopedic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I've missed you, I can tell. Can you tell that, brother, brother? I had them. I hope you laugh in the house, then we hear you by faith. <laughs> now, so then, that was to emphasize that he'll show you things to come. Let me see if I can move a little bit further. But read the whole of those scriptures. But listen to this, church. God inhabits eternity. God inhabits eternity. So then the Holy Spirit is taking, listen to this, is taking eternal words from the eternal being and speaking to you who actually born in his image, created in his image and in his likeness, you are an eternal being. You are a spirit being, having a soul and living in a natural physical body. So then God inhabits eternity in, in Isaiah 57 verse 15. He says, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I like that. God inhabits eternity. I tend to think in this manner, church. Just think about this. God who inhabits eternity, he says, come boldly to the my throne. Mm-hmm. Come boldly to my throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help you in time of need. Now think about that. What is he saying? We have access to, the, to eternity. In fact, it's not like eternity is going to begin over there. We are born again people. We have received what? Eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. When we go to heaven... Come on, when you go to heaven? No, we have received eternal life right now. And because of that, and because of what Jesus has done, and we have accepted that by grace through faith, then God says this, you can step into my place, my presence, the one who inhabits eternity. I've invited you here. Now look at this. So then he has given us his spirit that you may have a foretaste, a foretaste of eternal things now. He has given us his Holy Spirit so that you may have what? A foretaste of his eternal things when? Now. Now. Oh, glory to God. And then, so the Holy Spirit, remember we're calling him who? The guarantee of our inheritance. So the Holy Spirit that we have been given, that he, through the Holy Spirit we have a foretest of eternal things now. The Holy Spirit, listen to this church, the Holy Spirit revealing to us realms of the glory that we have not experienced yet. 
the Holy Spirit revealing to us realms of the glory of God that we have not experienced yet. We are in such a time. For you see what is happening. He is in us. He he is leading us and guiding us and we have been accepted actually to come to the one who inhabits eternity. Let me, let me read this to you. I kind of I sense this is the time to do it. Let me read to you something that this morning the Lord gave to me. 9th May 2021, Tongues and Interpretation. As I prayed in tongues from 4.30 to 5.30 a.m., I had this interpretation. Listen to this. The powers of the age to come, and I don't know if I've ever thought that way. Don't want, don't, anyone who've ever had the powers of age to come? Anyone? Just lift your hands. Okay? Yeah, only one. Now, now can you think about that? I wasn't thinking about it. I was doing my, I was obeying God who said this, praying my spirit, praying in tongues, listen to me and pray in tongues and believe me for interpretation. That's what I was doing. And then after that, after praying for about 50 minutes or so, I started hearing it, the powers of the age to come. I checked it out from the Bible in Hebrews 6, 5. And I'm going, we'll go there. No, don't, don't, go, don't be in a hurry. Listen to this. Listen to this verse. Of course, they are recorded so you can go type if you want. Then I started hearing more. Listen to this. As we are coming to end, to the end of this natural realm, the end of time as we have known it, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come, is invading the earth even more. And therefore things that have been thought of being impossible to the natural mind or to men, shall be conceived by my people and they will become natural to them. Yes, they are still supernatural, remember, but to my people, they will be natural. Now think about this, Brother Francis. In, in all of us here, not to all people living on earth, you understand that, not to all people living on earth, but in all of us here, Anyone right now that can say, I have a thought of 400 million shillings and, and by tomorrow I'm getting 400 million shillings. Come and see me with a check of 40 million, okay? As you're calling those things that, that be But look at this. It looks impossible to so many because of thinking in the natural. But God says this, the powers of the age to come is invading the earth that even which seemed impossible to men, to my people, is becoming natural to them. For they shall see it, they shall know it, and it shall become so natural, just like a bird will fly in the air. My people are entering more into the realm of my glory, powers of the ages to come that they are not limited to the natural. Let me tell you something about the, the powers. You know, we talk about the new millennium. We're talking about the new kingdom 
the, for, the kingdom of God, like in the book of Revelation, there'll be no sickness. There'll be no disease. There'll be no time. There'll be no lack. There'll be no insufficiency. But look at this. He that inhabits eternity, we're coming, there's kind of a convergence. We are coming to the end of time as we know it, of natural things as we know it. Why? Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming soon. In the book of Revelation says, he's coming quickly. So what is happening then? That means the supernatural the powers which is of the age, the powers of the age to come is invading our natural world. Do I, do I show you one, one of the things? When he was raised from the dead, do you know what he did? They all locked themselves, he just entered in. He just entered in. And in the, I've had testimonies of people who have, been, who have supernaturally been translated. Oh, people, I mean, uh, in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 8, you remember the, 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 the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip? God spoke to him, and he went to the Ethiopian eunuch, and this, he led him to, you know, to, to the Messiah, believing in the Messiah. And then the Bible says, we'll go there. It's new to so many, and to the majority. But listen this, I really want you to hear it with your spirit eyes, ears. For God says this, people, my church shall not be the way it has been thought by many people. Because like the Ark of the Covenant had been taken by the Philistines, in 1 Samuel, I think it's chapter 6, it's like my church has been placed with other gods, like Dagon. Remember Dagon? They put the Ark of the Covenant with Dagon, a god with a small g of, of the Philistines. What happened they, in the following day? When the, the following day when they woke up, Dagon had fell, boom, to the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, near the Ark of the Covenant, flat. Then they say, what happened? Maybe this was a mistake. Then that following night, they lifted up their god again. And place them here, they're starting. When they came the following morning, boom, fallen, arms broken. What was remaining was a torso only. These others were in shutters. Why? God's glory, God's glory was upon his ark. The church is not just another. No, a million times no. All religious institutions, what? Not the church of the living God, not the church of the firstborn from the dead, his name is Jesus, no whatsoever, no. And the glory coming, invading into the lives of his people and it, in the, everywhere, worldwide is what is going to cause that distinction. 
Nothing else will. And I said in this past Wednesday recording that I do believe this church. One of the major keys in opening for the glory of God that is invading the earth is praying much in the Holy Ghost. So in, in, uh, in Acts chapter 8, let me read just that one scripture. Please read in your own time. I'm, I'm not going to read one scripture for another. Look at verse, verse 38. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch, uh, and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he, was, he went on his way rejoicing. Do you know what they said? Actually, that was 34 miles that had been translated. 34 miles. Philip was found in Azotus, which was 44 mile, 44, 34 miles away, and passing through, he preached all the cities till he came to Caesarea. You know, before we have our own plans, probably, all the restrictions that they are bringing in, I sit in the bedroom. Phew, I'm in Af- Afghanistan. And preach there for weeks. Phew, back home. No passport, nothing. For these times are here. For the supernatural is invading the natural. The powers of the age to come is invading our time, our natural realm as we know it. And those who walk in the spirit, they shall experience it. And it shall be so natural to them. And they don't have to think about it. They'll say this, this is the way we live. <laughs> when we think about the, nat- the supernatural, we think of it being natural. And there are things happening on this earth. My goodness, don't be caught up by these records and uh, reports and all that. You know, the third wave, the fourth wave, the variants. And, and just be there. Yes, another one is coming from India. This one probably doesn't even know masks, even if, if you put eight of them. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. There's an invasion. Yeah. Hallelujah. You have to be in the spirit to see it. You have to be in the spirit to hear it. You have to be in the spirit to walk in it, for there is an invasion. Let me, let me read. continue reading this. My people, let me say it again. My people are entering more into the realm of my glory powers of the ages to come, that they are not limited to the natural. Many will be amazed of how my people are able to do things that are impossible with men, but then they will be drawn by my power and my grace into the kingdom. Things that naturally take a long time to manifest will now manifest quickly because of the divine acceleration. Can I tell you something that I've been hearing? And don't just hear it because I'm saying it. Use your faith. I've told Tina, I know it, I know it, I know it, and I know it. Listen, it's harvest time. And particularly in the area of finances, it's harvest time. I announce to you, it's harvest time. And then listen to the second one. It's a time for restoration. Harvest time. 
I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it, and I say it, it's harvest time, it's the time for restoration. And then I started thinking about this, the feast that we are stepping into is the feast of harvest. Now, now, if you've not been tithing, quickly, quickly, get right into it and say, God forgive me. For every kind of disobedience, in areas of disobedience in your family, quickly. Can I tell you something about God? He's so amazing. He's so amazing. Jesus says of a deal of some people that they came to work and one, some came in the morning, some came at noon, some came in the evening. And uh, in the evening he started giving them everyone. And those who came, who said, came early in the morning, they said, what? You're paying us the same amount? He said, hey, that's, that's at my discretion. If I agreed with you, I'm going to pay you 500 shillings or you know, 50,000 per day. And you came at 7 and someone came at 6 in the evening and I agreed with them 50,000. It's my discretion. Sila. And for the wicked, judgment will come quickly and they will be gone. Therefore, stand in your place listening to my spirit and obeying things that I will speak to you. You are living in a glorious time that much that I have done for you through my son shall be revealed. I have given you my spirit to help you and teach you to walk in the realms of my glory. You are looking at the end of time with an open face, without a veil. Moses veiled his face, but yours is not veiled. We are looking at the end of this natural realm into eternity, the powers of the age to come. Hallelujah. Wow. Do you know what that means? Oh yeah. This pandemic has the end. And we confess the end is now. We confess the end is now. You see, I don't live in that realm of time. There's one who inhabits eternity and inhabits me through his spirit. For the, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come, is invading our natural realm. There are miracles to, to, to natural people. They'll look at you and they'll say you're walking in miracles. But to you, you're walking in your nature. For that which is impossible with men shall become possible with you. And it shall become your natural Who taught the, the bird to fly? Or a bird to fly? Anyone? Let's teach you how to fly, bird. No, don't fly that. Fly this way. No one taught a bird to fly. God did. And to, in the air, it's as natural as it can be. Have you ever looked at birds sometimes and just say, God, it's so good to be up there. <laughs> oh, I have. I like the... the I like birds. I like birds and different kind of trees. I just like that. I just like observing birds. Like in the morning, I just observing them. My goodness, there are many termites. And they just enjoying, enjoying, and enjoying. My goodness, I still did I look at that honey. They just enjoy. And then there are, there are those birds that the Lord used years ago to speak to me. There's some 
small birds, they have a kind of a burgundy kind of a color. You know, they're very small. But I see them, you know, in a cabro, concrete, kind of a concrete area. And many of them, when they're eating, I think, what are they eating? God says, this applies for them. He feeds them. He feeds them. And they eat. And I'm, You know, you're looking at, what are you eating? God says, you are of more value than that bird, which he makes sure every day feeds. You're of more value. Hebrews 6, 5. From, uh, let, me, let me read it from the Passion Translation. Please go read it. Read just that verse 5. He says this, And feasted on the good word of God, and has entered into the power of the age that is breaking in. Right there, you, you, you had a place to shout. The power of the age that is breaking in. That seems like what? Invading. 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 The power of the age to come that is breaking in. Now, I'll continue. They are most likely next, next time. Now, what time are you concluding today? Do you know, Brother Francis? Hmm? Let me ask you something. When was the last time you were here? Huh? Do you remember? You, you must have missed this place here. Okay? So if you've met with someone that you have missed for a long time and a place that you like, but you've not been there for, uh, for a long time, watches are thrown away. They don't exist. That's all. Uh, are these Victory Church members there? <laughs> uh, did, have we been uh, kind of like duped because they are all in masks. Are these Victor Faith Church members? Ashes, did you bring in Victor Faith Church members? Or they have they forgotten that there is something that happens here? Now, let's go into this here. Listen, listen to this very important statement here. Faith transcends time. Faith transcends Powerful statement right there. You have to meditate on it. And then this is, I'll make another statement. Do you know what transcending is to transcend? Let me see if I can get a word for, from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary so that to help. Now people who say, like, I finished from four, then I, I'm through with school. They are wrong. We come to church, we'll teach you. If you didn't like the language, you'll get you into language. Transcend is to rise above or go beyond the limits of. Woo, 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 woo. Faith transcends time. What does it mean? Does it mean it rises above or goes beyond the limits of time? Does that tell you of like the age to the powers of the age to come? Now look at this. Another 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 word is this to triumph over the negative or restrictive aspects of. 
Time has a limitation. Time, I believe, came after the fall of man. Before then, there was no time. Adam lived in the glory. There's no time in the glory. And then, to be prior to, beyond and above the universal material existence, listen to this, to outstrip or outdo in some attribute, quality, or power. So what does that, to rise above, this is the best one I like, that I like in, to, to explain what I'm saying. To rise above or go beyond the limits of time. So I can say this, I've said faith transcends time. This is what it means. Faith rises above or goes beyond the limits of time. That means, remember, the, the Holy Spirit is what? The guarantee of what? Of our inheritance. That means, listen this. While I'm here, this one day, I will, my body will be fully redeemed. The resurrection of the saints. But listen, by faith. Through faith. I can partake of that now. And I don't have to fear anything. I don't have to be weak or of any kind of infirmity. I don't have to walk in sickness or in lack of anything. I live by faith. And faith transcends time. Now, that's a supernatural mind. I hope you are spiritually minded. Now look at this then, what I've just said there. It can appropriate both what God has accomplished for us in the past and what he will accomplish for us in the future. Faith transcends time. It can appropriate what God has accomplished for us in the past and what he will accomplish for us in the future. In other words, even in the past, the past that I missed out the will of God, I can reach out by faith and experience restoration. And that which is to come through all, through the Holy Spirit, and that which is to come, I can experience now. I'll say something regarding that. That's why I told you, it's harvest time, it's time of restoration. Jesus is coming soon. Listen, do, do you see like Enoch, Enoch actually was a type of the rapture of the church? He walked with God until he was no more. Oh, in fact, let's read that. Oh, Genesis 5.24. Listen to what it says uh, in, in the Amplified Classic Version. And Enoch walked in habitual fellowship. That's very important there, walking in the spirit. And Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God, and he was not. For God took him home with him. Woo! Woo! Oh! Think about Enoch. Do you know, do you know what happened, actually, in Enoch, Enoch's life? He became more aware of God than he was aware of the natural realm which he lived in. Until one day, 
He moved into that realm that he loved, adored, desired the powers of the age to come. In essence, listen to this, in essence, Enoch didn't experience death. The thing that is not of time, his faith enabled him to transcend time. And he stepped over a realm that we will yet, we are yet to step out into in fullness. But faith doesn't wait. It takes it now. So my next question will be, what are you waiting for? You need to go back and, 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 this, and listen to this and you go, Lord, help me. Because he knows what he's talking about. I haven't. No, I haven't. But I, but I believe what he said. If he instructed him to give to me, then I take it, Father, by faith. Why? Listen, he, he, he was caught up. Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God and he was not, for God took him home with him. He experienced a type of rapture, which is yet to come. But time could not limit Enoch. Why is that so? Let's go to Hebrews chapter, chapter 11. As you, oh, I haven't even finished my notes. No, let me back off from there. Uh, I haven't yet finished what I know we need to come to a place of coming to and experience what God has in store for us. Let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse, verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. What? By what? By faith. Remember he walked habitually with God. Let me, let me show you. Hold right there. And then I'll show you a scripture that you can relate to now because God has actually told us we can experience that realm. Um, in a, come on now. Let's go to Amplified Classic from to, what do you want to, to Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Galatians 5.16. I'll ask you, Terry, to do this, uh, to put, uh, to have just near there, uh, Galatians 5.16 you've put there, Amplified Classic version, and then the, Galat- the Genesis, the one of uh, Enoch, okay? Now look at this in verse, verse 16, the one of Genesis, just have it close there. Listen to this. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled by the guided, uh, and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. Okay? So he says this, walk and live what? Habitually. Go back to that one of, uh, of uh, Enoch. And Enoch walked what? 
in habitual fellowship. In other words, he walked what? Habitually with God. And he was not, for God took him home with him. And then you go back to that Galatians 5.16. But I say walk and live what? Habitually in the Holy Spirit. He's saying this. Through my spirit. You have been given the ability. To experience the powers of the age to come. Your faith transcends time. I can say several things regarding that, but let's go back now to verse uh, to 11, Hebrews, New King James Version, in verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found. Can you imagine getting married to such a husband? Hmm? Not found. No police station, no, no, no place. He was not found. God took him. You know the way we like it here, doing this. At mama alikufa, lazima tuweke kaburi yake. Kabla tujona kaburi ya tuoni kama mekufa. You know that kind of mentality? So that we must see the grave. Yeah, how did he die? Did she die if we can't see the grave? If you are in, the, in Enoch's family, no grave. Paul is on. No grave there. He was not. God took him. That day is coming soon. Come on now. That day is coming. Lord, how wonderful it will be. Jesus coming while you are here. And gone, gone, gone. A twinkle of an eye in heaven. But I just married. You are in heaven. You don't want to be left in your honeymoon at that time. You just don't want. You don't know what is going to happen after that. You better go and on the other side you won't get married anyway. That earthly need is gone. You've gone into eternal. The powers of the age to come. Now look at this. And, and, and was not found because God had taken him. For before, before, he was taken. He had this testimony. This is the testimony he had. Do you know which one? Do you know the testimony he had? He pleased God. And then he says this. Listen, this is not impossible. This is not impossible because it's possible because the way to please him is through faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. What does it mean? With faith, it's possible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Shoom that realm of the glory. Now, brethren, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 1 to 9. Probably I'll be coming winding up with this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 1 to 9. And I think I read other, other scriptures also. 
Are you getting anything out of this? I told you what is going to happen is to, to stir up your whole emotions. Your head may not know it. Your head even may not comprehend as much. But if you're listening to your spirit, it's kicking. You know, like the baby kicks inside the womb, leaping. <laughs> Some mother say that, that baby inside is like plays football. Those are active ones. They are looking forward to coming. I feel I'm, I'm kicking inside of me. I'm kicking for what is coming on this earth, for the glory that is invading this earth, for the glory that is manifesting in this earth. That's why we need to sing, praise him, choir, sing more of the glory. Pray more of the glory. Pray in that language of the glory, in tongues, expecting what is coming on earth. Listen, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God. Woo, 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 woo. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Oh, thank you, Lord. For if this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Does it sound that like? To be clothed with the habitation, which is from heaven. Listen to this, he says this. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, tent is talking about your physical body, being burdened, not because you want to be unclothed, but father clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. That the powers of the ages to come, of the age to come, may swallow this body. Listen, okay, let, me, let me tell you something. Addictions, pornography, sexual habits, all lying and gossip and all those things that grieve your, the Holy Spirit in you, that you realize they, they kind of like, shoo, they're out of you, they fell off. And you realize that which consumes you is his glory. I believe Enoch saw that. And he realized, I can't stay here. Phew, taken forever. For you see habits, cravings of the flesh, put a veil on you. That you don't see beyond. You don't think about of a person, don't think too much, okay? Don't imagine too much. But think of a person who watches pornography. Self-destructive habits, but they're blind, blinded. It becomes in, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, for if they go, our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, who the God of this world has what? Blinded their minds. When impacted by the glory of God, there are those desires and cravings of the flesh. No more. Will you have feelings? Oh, yeah. But they are not your masters. They are not your master. The master is the one who lives inside of you. Until that, that mortality, the mortality, the natural, craves for the natural things, 
but is swallowed up by the immortality. And you realize, though you are walking on this earth, you are not of this earth, and you are not operating like people of the earth. You're being caught up in that realm of glory on a daily basis. Listen, the ideas, they are thoughts that you'll think that it's impossible for the natural people to think of. Now, he has prepared us for this very thing. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us what? This is the scripture here. Who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So don't forget that. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well, pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I look forward to that day when I'll go home. But before then, I'll experience, and I'm experiencing to a measure, I've experienced the last 24 years, and I will experience more of that, the fortest of things to come. Now, let me give you a word concerning that word, uh, I mean, definition of that word, guarantee, so that you may connect with uh, the Holy Spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance, okay? Is that okay? Well, we want to release you before you complete that one. Okay, all right. Um, um, the guarantee of our inheritance. Let's go to, I, I want to read a scripture, just what you've read there, to, to 2 Corinthians 1, 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 22, he uses the same word. He says this, uh, Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ, verse 21, sorry, and has anointed us is God, who has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. When we go to heaven? When we go to heaven? Is that so? Is it when we go to heaven? When? Now. Now. Now, look at this. That word guarantee from the Greek. Listen to this. Uh, well, again, this messenger there, you can go listen and listen. A business term, it's a business term guarantee that speaks of honest money. We no longer use that word. Honest money. Okay? I'll give you a language that you understand. It's a part of the purchase price paid in advance as a down payment. Okay? What do you call it here? Just that one. It's a, it's, a, it's a part of the purchase price paid in advance as a down payment. So the Holy Spirit is a what? In, in our hearts as a what? A guarantee. Now look at this. It's, it's the first installment which guarantees full possession when the whole is paid later. Alright? You see that? And then let me give you another word for it. Sometimes this transaction was called caution money. Now, those who were in school in the 70s and in the early 80s, you know what caution money is? Please raise up your hand if you're in standard. They don't want to raise up their hand. But, but it was in the 70s, let's, 70s for sure, is that so? And in the 80s, I know, when you are going to form an, even our time, I think we had the same thing. Yeah, in the 80s, I was in the 80s. Even now, do they use that word caution? Oh, okay. All right, I'm updated now. True. Software updated. Caution, man. I thought that ended up in the 70s and the 80s. Okay, fine. Look at this then. So caution, caution 
money or it's a pledge, a deposit, a guarantee. Okay? All right, you see that. Now, look at this then. Listen to that, what he says. Just that word, what it does. It describes the Holy Spirit, guarantee, describes the Holy Spirit as the pledge of our future joys and bliss in heaven. But the amazing thing is this. He's indwelling you now. So what, what does it mean? The Holy Spirit gives us a foretaste or guarantee of things I'll say it again. This word guarantee describes the Holy Spirit as the pledge of our future, our future joys and bliss in heaven. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us a foretest or guarantee of things to come. We haven't been fully redeemed. Our bodies have not been fully redeemed. But you know what the Holy Spirit wants us to experience? A fortress of things to come. And, and, and that has to be so strong in your heart that your desires, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come, quickly. And then that which is so full in your heart is beckoning or inviting the supernatural to invade your life so that you are not limited to what natural people can do or go or think. You have the Holy Spirit and through faith you transcend time. I told you it was going to stir up your holy emotions. That I want to experience more. For the time is now, you don't have to wait. For the things that you have even made mistakes in the, in mistake, mistakes in the past, that should never limit you. And the things now you need to look at what God has in store for you. And all what you can do now, just stay in the place of the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and walk habitually in fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and you'll open for you, you'll open up for you things that natural people is impossible for them to receive. This is harvest time. This is the restoration time. This is the time that it has begun, it has been there, and it will continue. I can't say even it has begun. It has been there, and it will continue to be evident the powers of the age to come invading our natural realm. And time, the way we have known it, will be a thing of the past because you could have entered into eternity through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. For thus says the Lord your God. Times are changing. You see this opening? This opening of churches and sanctuaries. Let it be a sign unto you that this is the beginning of new things. I am not going back. I am a God who says, go forward. It doesn't matter how matters look like or what the world says. 
I stand at the precipice and tell you now, is your time to go forward. Don't be scared. Don't be discouraged. What has been fighting you before, you will now see their defeat. Your enemies have been set up for their greatest defeat. But you have to seek me. Moses turned to me and asked me, what do I do now? What do we do now? And then I told him, move forward. So set your eyes, set your ears to heaven. Listen to what I'm telling you in this time and this season. Don't be scared anymore. I judge fear in your life. Rise up and judge fear. Rise up and judge intimidation. And know that my blood has covered you. I am the God who saved you out of the hands of Pharaoh, out of the hands of this world. And now I'm the same God who tells you, move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. For it is the time for you to lift up your eyes to my glory and see my glory. And let your eyes be fixed upon heavenly things, not on earthly things. Because you see, earthly things keep on changing. But I change not. My things and my word and all what I've said concerning you will never change. Amen. Neither will it pass away. Amen. So lift up your eyes and look at, look at not temporary things, but eternal things in me. Eternal things that will never change. Don't be moved. Don't be moved by what you see in the natural realm. Amen. Look at the eternal things. Fix your eyes on the eternal things and you will never be moved in what by what happens on this earth. Says your father.